Hey, welcome to Manchester's podcast. Today, I have a very good friend of mine on, um, and we're going to discuss kind of, you know, I think it's kind of fitting with everything that's going on right now with uh, the coronavirus, everything shutting down. Uh, it seems like the uh, country is in total panic. And uh, so I have uh, Tony Berardo on the phone. What's up, bud? How you doing, man? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem, man. I figured, uh, I know you, you guys got a lot of things going on down there in Florida, just like they kind of do everywhere else. So um, I know I think I heard you, uh, we talked the other day, you said something about um, pretty much shutting the the whole city or the state down pretty much, except for just yeah. like grocery stores and things like that. Yeah, well, the mayor, um, I think it, the ordinance goes in today uh, at midnight, or maybe it was this morning at midnight, but... Um, Pretty much everyone's just, you know, staying home, full lockdown uh, in Florida. And, you know, uh, obviously hospitals, you know, first responders, grocery stores. Uh, they tried to shut down some liquor stores, but they said, fuck that. We're not we're not that stupid. So, <laughs> But pretty much all the, you know, uh, essential stuff is staying open. But, yeah, other than that, it's, it's full lockdown, uh, at least for the next 30 days. So that puts us, you know, May 2nd. We're pretty much going to be quote-unquote, in quarantine, on lockdown. What's the, what's the correct terminology they, they want to use? Not quarantine, but what do they call it? Uh, you got, I heard Not it, social distancing, yeah, but... I heard, it, I heard it earlier. I can't remember. It'll come to me. I'll have to... Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, so it's, that's the plan, man, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way it is uh, everywhere right now. It's it, it seems like it's just getting worse. I know they're calling for... Here in Georgia, they're talking about that, you know, it could peak around uh, April 22nd, I think is the date they gave. I'm not yeah. sure how they came up with that date, but um, yeah. I don't know. I don't see that happening, but, you know, I'm not a doctor. But, you know, I hope it does anyway for the sake of uh, small businesses and all that kind of stuff because it seems like a lot of people are getting hurt right now. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, pretty unfortunate what's going on, man. You know, it's, and it, you know, you can blame it on, um, you know, I even had a couple of friends, you know, a few of the podcasts I did and, uh, you know, a couple of friends are blaming on the president and the government. And it's like, listen, at the end of the day, it's, you know, this is a tough decision that, that we're in. And, uh, and one person and the group of people that put this together decided to shut the country down whenever they did. Uh, that had to be a tough decision. I mean, think about the, the impact on the economy they knew it was going to take, uh, they were going to, try to bail people out, which they are doing now, which is good. And it's not a lot of money. And I hear people on social media bitching about, you know, it's only a thousand dollars. And if you're a single mother and $2,500 is not going to help. It's like, it's better than nothing, man. Like, you know, it's not really, it's not the government's job to make sure you have a savings account. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if I lose my job tomorrow, I got enough money for me and my wife to live for at least six months until I figure it out. So, yeah, um, I mean, it, I, yeah, you're right. And I know it's tough for a lot of people, but sure. Um, it is, but I mean, again, if, if the government tomorrow said that taxes are going to get raised 50% more than what they are now, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to pay it. You're going to figure out a way to pay it. Yeah, you, you have to, right? Yeah. So it's like anything they do for us is just a benefit essentially. So it's, it's kind of one of those weird situations where we're kind of stuck in and you can't really hate on anybody for the position that we're in. This is a, this is a weird anomaly that has really never affected the world, this, I mean, even SARS wasn't this bad, right? 
Yeah, I was looking I mean, at some numbers, kind of a, and it just, I mean, this is, it's insane how bad uh, this virus has um, taken over and, you know, just the damage it has caused. Um, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it, it's, I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Um, you know, like no. you said, you've mentioned, you know, I know you mentioned SARS and there's some, some other ones embedded in there. Um you know, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just insane. Uh, and I hope it, I hope it stops soon, but you know, uh, I hear things of it going, you know, deep into June and July, you know, yeah, it, it, seems like to me, it seems like to me it could make sense. You know, if it does go that far, I can see where they would do it just to, to keep people from around July 4th, you know, from, um, from being together. Cause I mean, still, if you think about it, July 4th seems like it's a long ways away, but it's really not when it's right on the heels of, of how bad everything is right now. You know, and there could, yeah. either, I guess there could legitimately be people out there that still have it um, mm-hmm. and not know it. So, but, Well, uh, and what's unfortunate is let's say like the last person gets cured next month, just hypothetically. So that's the end of May, right? So let's say by Memorial Day weekend, the very last person that has the case that's cured, you don't show symptoms for two weeks. So what we think could be someone that's cured and there's no one else that has it, 14 days later, it could show up again. And within that 14 days that someone didn't know that they had it, could infect 10,000 more people. So it's like, this is one of those weird things where it's not like the flu. The flu usually, or SARS, even SARS, you know, and you probably have the numbers, but um, even SARS infected and showed symptoms right away, like you know. It was not the flu, but this is like in your system dormant. And as you're dormant for 14 days, you're contagious, which is madness. Like when you have the flu, you're contagious when you have the fever. Right. Yep. Yep. So here you could be perfectly fine walking around normal. You're working out, you're, you know, drinking booze, you're going out, shaking hands, kissing babies, you're doing all that and you're infecting everybody. And you don't know. Unbelievable. Yeah, and there's. Scary, man. It, it's sad that there's a lot of people out there that seems like they just don't care. You know. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, you know, I, I know you hear it all the time, and, and people are. You you kind of hear it till you're sick about it, but it, it's true. And if everybody did their part and just stay home, quit doing the things you 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 don't need to do, only the things you have to do. If you got to go to the store, you know, people understand that. I've had to go to the store several times. It seems sure. like I go more now than I did before, but um, yeah. it's just because there's just not everything's in the store. So you got to keep going back to check every now and then if you need it. But mm-hmm. if everybody would stay home and not, you know, you, you don't have to, to, to go play golf. You don't have to go to the beach. Well, and in this case, I don't, I'm sure it's like this around where you're at, but on the signs that you, when you're driving down the interstate, it says, you know, all beaches closed indefinitely due to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so, I know the government's trying to do their part and there's a lot of people that complain about it and that, that falls into everything. I mean, you can talk about hurricanes or, or whatever natural disasters. People get mad because they have to, uh, it's when somebody tells them they have to stay home or they have to evacuate, you know, people tend to get mad and, um, they don't want to be told what to do. And I think a lot of the, the younger people are, um, you know, so they just don't care because, According to what they said on the news, I don't know, maybe what, a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's usually towards the elderly people or mm-hmm. people with uh, underlying conditions that it could affect the most. So I think they took that and ran with it. But 
that's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, so uh, you know, so there's some uh, there's definitely some some facts that that point to this disease or this virus, um, and where it came from. Um, and I know, I know you being vegan, you eat healthy. Um, I know you pay attention to what you eat, um, and how you eat it. I mean, do you think this, uh, do you, do you think that this is, uh, this comes from, uh, or stems from, you know, some kind of food, some kind of what I know they talked about bats at one time and there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that have their opinions, how it's made in the lab and it was put out and it wasn't supposed to be. And, um, yeah. you know, all this stuff, but. So I mean, what's your thoughts on, on you know, being foodborne coming from 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 bats? Well, you know, and again, I'm not. <clears throat> I mean, we're not scientists or anything. It's just opinions. But I mean, for me, with the research I've done, the people I've talked to, and and just my uh, my thought process. Uh, I mean, go as early, go as far back as you want. Most diseases and most infections usually come from from animals. Um, I mean, that's just how it is, right? I mean, there's, I forget what it's called, but there's a, um, I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to bother me, but there's an infection that, uh, there's a disease that comes from deers that now they're actually saying it could potentially be contagious to humans. Um, so again, I don't want to say it's, it's all animals, but people, people hunt deer, they eat deer. Mm-hmm. And if it's in, you know, if, if that type of disease, here it is, chronic wasting disease, CDW, mm-hmm. um, can humans get it? No cases are actually uh, from CDW, have been actually reported by humans, but studies have shown that it can be transmitted to animals and not just other deer, but including primates, which would involve us. So there's no distinct cases of it, but. This is like a, you know, that's a disease that could get worse. We don't know. Of course, it could stay the same. Right. And the reason I say that is because SARS, same way that that came from um, a wet market. Um, you yeah. probably have the exact yeah. location. Swine, but Swine flu, you know. Swine flu, that's another good example. You know. Um, that's a big one, yeah. And then the whole, the whole bat thing, I just think uh, there's a couple things. So I think it's 100% possible because if you look at these wet markets and you look at how things are done over overseas in some other countries, usually how they farm animals and how they sell animals, it's in these very disgusting, untreated environments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was arguing with this about this with a buddy of mine the other day, because he's like trying to refute me. I'm like, listen, man, even if this virus didn't come from it, is it safe to say that, that those conditions are unhealthy? And he goes, yeah, probably. I go, okay. I used to be a bartender and a server at a restaurant, me personally. When I went to back, and I'll just say it right now, I used to work at TJ Fries and Chili's. Mm-hmm. I don't eat there anymore because I've worked in the back of those places before. Right. So I know what it looks like in the back of a multi-million dollar company like Chili's. So what do you think it looks like in the back of a rundown, disgusting wet market in China? Yeah. It's, you're not going to want to eat that food, but people do. And then, you know, some of those people are, are used to it because they're, they're grown up with that type of thing. But if you have all these tourists that go there and eat that random food that they're not used to eating and your body has never eaten it before, you know, it's very similar to if you go from being a vegan to eating meat or vice versa. 
you go meat to being a vegan, your body has to adjust to that. So sometimes your body doesn't react very well. And then it could have been maybe this infection got, you know, brought on because one person from New York went to China, ate some food, it didn't agree with it. And then next thing you know, your body created this virus to combat it. And maybe it was a, you know, a white male that's 50 years old that contracted this and spread all across the world. That could be it. But all I'm telling you is if we didn't have these wet markets, mm. I'm almost 110% positive that we wouldn't have the, the infections that we do. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the food. I think it's how food is treated. I think a lot of it. You know, that's, mm, that's probably the big thing. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, um, yeah, I, I did I did, I did, did read where, um, you know, majority of these viruses, they are, I mean, they are, you know, they do come from animals, but I think you look at, like you said, you touched on it. You have, um, the, these places that raise, you know, um, I mean, it could be cows, it could be chickens and especially chickens because they have, they put thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And, you know, it's not an exaggeration. I mean, they have these, these places where they keep all these animals and they get sick. They pass that stuff on to other animals. But, you know, and they continue to take these, the, those same animals and they ship them out when they're in these countries and they're in these places where they don't really, they don't monitor that stuff and it gets out. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes one, you know. Um, Just one. That's it. That's yeah. it. <clears throat> That's all it takes. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. But, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we keep that from coming, you know, into our country? How do we keep that from somebody getting um, that disease and coming back into the country. I mean, it's, it's, you know, to me, it seems almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, I think I use this example with, with you personally, the last time we had uh, a conversation, but it's like trying to convince my Italian father that he shouldn't eat meatballs anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the point of no return, man. He's uh, even if, if there was a study that came out tomorrow that said uh, Italian meatballs cause diabetes, cancer, all he's like, eh, he'll probably say, eh, it's all right. I'll get it. It's all good. It's worth it. Yeah, well, because you're so in, you're so embedded in that culture and, and that food and that you can't let it go. So you know, it's an addiction, man. It's like smoking. It's like uh, it's like anything else to tell someone that they shouldn't, you know, eat these types of foods anymore is. Uh, it's crazy. We almost have to be like the parent that says, okay, you want to smoke cigarettes? All right. You need to smoke oil pack. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's food is a good example of that. When it comes to people being told what to eat, they don't want to be told what to eat. Nobody wants to say mm-hmm. you need to stop eating. Um, I don't know, whatever it is that you have and that affects that. It could be, it could be red meat. It could be sweets. I mean, if you have diabetes, it could be a number of things. But people yeah. grow up eating a certain way, and a lot of people stay eating that certain way, and they don't want to be told what to eat. You know, so right. um, we just have to let we'd have to let people, you know, kind of uh, go through growing pains of of the negatives behind it, and uh, and hopefully we come out the other end positive. I mean, it's you know it's not surprising that that SARS and all these uh, you know influenzas and, and all these different types of infections how they take out mass populations. You know, it's we, we only invented the flu vaccine because of these infections, right? Like imagine if we never had 
this vaccine. You know, like imagine if this was the very first time that we've ever had a case um, as severe as, as this, which it, it kind of is, but also it's not. I mean, you know, like imagine if we started developing something for SARS yeah. and we were like, hey, you know, SARS might happen again. And this is kind of like that. You know, it's it's something that we didn't really have the cure for. And um, thank goodness it wasn't that severe. But I mean, it's 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 a coronavirus. SARS is a coronavirus. This is, you know, COVID-19 is a, mm-hmm. is a is part of that umbrella. So it's like, you know, we're never prepared because we don't spend money into this type of industry because we don't think it's it's going to kill us down the road. And um, I think it's the same way with the food industry, too. You know, we just kind of accept it because we make millions of dollars off it and, and, uh, and people don't want to change because of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, you know, uh, saw somebody, I saw a doctor, what's his name? Dr. Fauci. Is that how you pronounce his name? I think, um, he was on the news mm-hmm. the other day and he was talking about the diseases. I mean, the, um, the vaccines that they're, you know, trying to, to figure out what, you know, what's going to, um, um, hold this thing at, at bay and and somebody had asked him you know you know how's it going and and are we going to be able to get something anytime soon and he said look you know you don't you don't come up with this thing overnight and when you do come up with something just because you come up with it doesn't mean that you know in a week it's all of a sudden going to be out and and you know right. curing everybody because you have to yeah, you got to do human trials and- yeah you have to do trials and then and then you know you have to see how it works and then even at that it could be you know, it could be a month before they come out with something that's definite that they know is going to help. Um, yeah. I mean, Oof. you know, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a bad situation um, all the way around. And I know people want answers and I know people, you know, uh, they just, you know, they, they think that the government, they, they, they blame the government. They think they, they don't act at the right time and, and they, they throw all this blame everywhere. And, and it's, you know, I mean, I know they're doing everything they can, but it goes back to what we said. If everybody sits at home, does what they're supposed to mm-hmm. do, it gets boring. We do it. I know we work for the same place. Um, yeah. And we we constantly have um, video conferences, you know? Oh, yeah. But it's, Keep them busy. I mean, I just got off one. You know, what is it? It's, uh, it's 620. Before you called me, I just got off one. I was on for an hour and a half. I knew you were on, on one, too. It's like, yeah. you know, we're doing everything everything we can to, to bring value to our company. And, um you know, we're all in this thing together, but the problem is when people aren't, when they're, when they're going out and they're not staying at home, those people are the ones that are in it with us and they're making things worse for all these local companies. You know, when, when you see that guy or girl that's, you know, going to a local bar and restaurant to have a couple drinks instead of staying at home and doing like what we did last night, have a drink on Skype or Zoom or FaceTime, you know, it's, I know it's hard, man, not to, be around people, but it's bigger than us. Like it's bigger than the bar that you go to. It's bigger than the beach that you go to. Like, you know, this is, I'm very confident that I don't think cause new Orleans got the most cases and so does Florida. And I think if, if Mardi Gras and spring break didn't happen, if we canceled that when we were supposed to, yeah. and we told people, you know, lockdown, mandatory lockdown, which is hard to get approved through Congress. But if we were smart enough to bring in scientists and, really say that this is the real deal. This is worse than anything we've ever seen. And if we shut it down back March 1st, I don't think we would be in the situation we're in now. You know, now it's out of control. Yeah, well, there were people, people aren't staying home. Yeah, there were people kicking and screaming 
when they uh, they canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade here. Oh yeah, I, I mean, bet it's huge here. I mean, well, for one, we, it, it brings you hear in, about. Do I know? Oh, sorry, not to interrupt. I was going to say, did you hear about all the um the backlash that New Orleans is getting? Uh, no, I haven't. From Mardi Gras and shit. No, but I'm sure they are. I mean, it's just like here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's for for one, it brings a ton of money into the city. You know, you think mm-hmm. you think of the hotels, you think of the restaurants, and not just that. That's like, you know, the restaurant bars. That's like the obvious. But then you, I mean, it's still all the other shops. You know, where they where they buy you know t-shirts or glasses or shoes or you know they go to the mall and they go shopping and um I don't it's it, it affects everybody and it affects it dramatically um it's a huge huge deal here in savannah so you know and people were kicking and screaming and you know they were mad because they were gonna you know they're gonna cancel it then they're gonna push it back then they said no you know what we're just gonna we're gonna do away with it this year and you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that come into here you know and and i'm sure i'm sure new orleans was the same way i mean you know that's i mean it's mardi gras yeah, uh, there's a yeah. I mean, Louisiana again. Uh, I just I got these tickets. So obviously, worldwide we're at over a million uh, for Corona. Uh, United States is two seventy three thousand, um, and New Orleans has close to close to uh, eleven thousand cases. Yeah, three hundred and seventy deaths That's that cool. are actually reported. Actually, yeah, yeah, almost there, half you, that is just in New Orleans. Yeah, you think that, that's how old Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, this is a high poverty area too. So it's like, you know, do these people really have health care? You know, there could be a lot more people that are infected, like you said, that aren't that aren't even that can't even afford to get tested. You know? Yeah, or they don't so, have enough tests wherever they're at. I mean, right? You know, it's um, like I said, they're yeah. That's another. That's an, that's another thing too. I think. Hopefully this will open up a lot of people's eyes to where, you know, there's a lot of local businesses that are going to that are going to get shut down and stuff. But, you know, the wife and I were talking about this, and obviously, you know, because you're we work for the same company, but we're very blessed the company that we work for. And, you know, I think hopefully this will open up the eyes of other people that maybe are, I don't want to say messing around with like a, a part time gig or you know being a bartender or whatever, because all that stuff is very. Been, I mean, I used to be a bartender. The hospitality industry is, is probably hurting a lot right now. But if you're like 35 and you're the you're one of the ones that got fired from a restaurant, maybe that's a good sign. You know, maybe it's this is for the time. Maybe you uh, you go work something at home where you can do insurance claims or, you know, you can be a mortgage broker or, you know, something that your comfort zone, maybe something you have to study for and work hard for, but you can make more money. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't really be. I got out of that issue when I was in my 20s. Right. So there's a lot of other people that at 30 years old didn't get their shit together. And now they're probably regretting it because, you know, they spent, I've talked about in my other podcast where they spent $2,000 on rent at an apartment. You know? Wow. And, and, you know, if they don't have jobs now, now that's expensive. Like you should have either stayed with your mom and dad a little bit longer to save money, or you should have invested in a home or you should have dipped into real estate or should have money in the stock market. Like you could have done a lot of different things. And hopefully these younger kids that are the ones that aren't stupid enough to go to the beaches during this lockdown. But the other portion of the population should hopefully smarten up a little bit and be like, 
every day I need to have my shit together because something like this could really happen to where my business could shut down. I could lose my job. You know, do I have a savings account? Like these are all things that are in our control and it's hard to hear, but you know, these are, these are the facts. You gotta have your shit together, man. Well, you know, you can take this time also to, if there's anything that you ever wanted to do, you can't say that you don't have time to do it now or, you know, maybe you want to start a side hustle, you know? Such a good point. It's a good time, you know, good time to start it. I mean, if if you're stuck at home, there's a lot of people that work from home. There's a lot of people start businesses at home. I mean, you know, where else are you going to start them? But I mean, this is a perfect time to do it. If, you know, if you, if you don't have anything to do, just go at it. And, um, yeah, especially if you've lost your job, I know it, I know it sucks, you know, when, when you, you don't have that income coming in, you don't know where it's going to come from, but it should give you a little bit of motivation to, to, to at least, you know, try to find that money somehow, some way doing something, you know? Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's such a good point. Yeah. If you yeah. have that, if you have that in you to, to go ahead and start that, whatever it may be, I mean, um, the bad thing is, is you have, uh, you can't be around anybody. So whatever you do yeah. has to be, it has to be like, yeah, online. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you yeah. know, <clears throat> I do, uh, you know, I'll do real, real estate photography on the side, you know, and have, uh, people calling me, wanting me to do it. So, and you know, it usually, we usually do that late in the afternoons, um, right before the sun goes down. But, sure. you know, most of them, you know, now are, are, empty houses. I'm not going to go into the, anybody's houses where there's families there or anything, but a lot of times we get empty houses and they go, they unlock it. I go over there, I go inside, take the pictures and I come home, you know? So it's, it's a little side hustle. I've been doing it for a while, but it's, it's just something like that, that you can, you can make some income. Now it may not make ends meet completely, but at least it'll, it'll pay something, you know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. No, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, even if, you know, if you have something where you're not, you can't really afford the stuff that you have. I mean, maybe now's the time since you got nothing else to do. Maybe now's the time to clear out your, you know, your rooms and empty it out and really see if, you know, do I need all these clothes? Do I need all these shoes? Maybe you could sell some stuff. Maybe make 20 bucks here or 30 bucks there. You know, maybe you could sell a couple TVs. You know, you have four TVs in your house and you only have a two bedroom house, mm-hmm. one in the living room, one in the bedroom, get rid of two TVs, make a couple hundred bucks. Like, there's a lot of things that I've been doing. I don't even need the money, but I'm doing it just because whatever I don't sell, I'm going to donate, clear out my house. And, you know, there might be people out there that need a TV or need clothes because they lost their job or their house during this tough time. So, you know, me, if I can afford to donate stuff, you know, we should be doing that too. So, um, you can do a lot of good during this time to your point and, uh, not just figure out yourself, but, you know, also help out other people too. That's a big thing. I think people need to start thinking about more. This is a huge benefit for us to look out for each other and be good humans. Absolutely. With each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the the thing about what you just said is you can always go back and buy whatever you sold. If you need it, you can always go back and buy it when things get better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you eventually the money will come back in and it, you know, even if it's a camera for me, if it was a camera, I'd sell a camera. If I could sell it for 500 bucks, and I know that I could go back and buy it at some point if I needed to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. 
it, like we said before, it's tough times. You just have to figure out how to work through it. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, the employment rate has gone up, and it's it's could continue to go up. Um, yeah. You know, you know and, and, and not only that, but, I mean, during this, during this time, even though it is extremely tough, but, again, I always say, you know, this is going to really open up a lot of people's eyes. Think about in a month. I mean, I've been under quarantine because I just got back from the Bahamas, what, like two weeks ago? So it's been a little over 14, 15 days for me, I think, that I've been on lockdown, haven't left the house except to go grocery shopping. But on lockdown, when you look around for a month and you're at home, you really start to think about what you actually need. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Like, I mean... (laughs) You look, it's been a month and I mean, cause I do the podcast on the side of stuff and, and I need my camera and uh, I know you do a lot of work too. And you're starting this podcast and that stuff you, I don't want to say need really want is a better word. However, it's a side hustle. So you kind of need it, right? You got to act right. like it's a job. Yeah. So that's stuff you need. But like I use the TV example cause I do have a lot of TVs and I only have two bedrooms and a big family room. I don't need four or five TVs. That's how many TVs I have. So with that, let me ask you this. So everybody's on lockdown pretty much. So what do, uh, what do you and the wife do uh, right now? We want to try to pass the time. Cause you know, I mean, you're on lockdown and not a whole lot to yeah, do man. in the house. Well, I got to catch up to you, man, on the kid yeah. brigade. So <laughs> hey, really... this is a good time. This is a good time to do that. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have an, I'm gonna have myself a little quarantine, baby. Hey, um, now, but I mean, usually, honestly, we uh, like we'll wake up. Uh, so normally with work, because uh, I, I typically work from home, like you. So I mean, I uh, I wake up on my same schedule. You know, six o'clock, seven o'clock. Uh, I have my coffee. I run downstairs. Um, you know, I don't. I don't touch my phone or my laptop until I have one pot of coffee or one pot, <laughs> one cup of coffee. The reason I do that is because I, I heard a bunch of studies that the second you get up, typically a lot of people look at their phone and that's horrible for your, your eyes and your brain. Right. Cause your body isn't ready to get focused on all those lights and that much information. So your body kind of needs to like cool down a little bit because it just woke up. It's got to get its bearings right. So I'll, I'll get my cup of coffee. I'll just kind of sit back and I'll just, I'll breathe a little bit. Me and the wife have some, you know, combo, like a 10, 15 minute conversation. Nothing crazy. You know, Hey, what's your plan today? Yeah, yeah. So we just kind of stick on that schedule. And then, uh, maybe we'll do like an episode of like parks and rec or the office or something to kind of get our spirits up, laugh a little bit. Um, which those are about 20 minute episodes. And then she works from downstairs. I go upstairs to the office and I start working. So by eight o'clock we're a hundred percent and we do not talk to each other until lunch. No matter what, wow. unless we unless we need something, but we're very strict in, you know, what what happens if we were at work? You know, we'll still right. text. We're in the same house and we text each other. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll send each other like stupid memes or something like that, but we don't physically talk to each other because oh, we want to give the loop. Yeah, that, keep that work vibe going. You know, um, and I know yeah, it's hard. Yeah, think. Oh, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you've been to my crib, so it's like we don't have any walls. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's three stories, but. You know, there's no rooms. Yeah. It's all open. So it's, I can hear her conversating, you know, on conference calls and stuff like that. And I, she obviously hears me and we have our headsets and shit. But um, 
usually at, at noon we'll get up and we'll actually do a walk together, like a 15 minute walk. Right. Um, maybe a little bit longer and then we'll come back, we'll have lunch. And then by one o'clock we're back working again. And then five o'clock we'll start cooking dinner together. You know, like lately we've been doing these virtual happy hours that I'm really enjoying. Yeah. That one yesterday so, was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. That was fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I appreciate you hopping on, dude. That was, uh, I'm really enjoying that thing. I'm, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I saw you liked it on Instagram, but I'm going to do a, um, hold on one sec. Hey babe. Um, wanted to make sure she had a headset on, but <laughs> see, she's downstairs, but you can still hear. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, you know, after lunch and all that, and these happy hours, uh, that kind of really lightens up the day a little bit, but I just started doing, um, these episodes. I'm going to do like the mini series okay. where I'm just like every week I'm going to do a virtual happy hour, um, have different guests and, you know, uh, maybe, maybe one or two a week, but I'm just kind of creating like a whole mini series off my podcast. So, um, just finding new hobbies, you know, finding things, challenging myself and, you know, sometimes doing, cause I've been doing the podcast for 62 episodes now. So it's like, you know, I'm running out of not necessarily ideas, but you know, since I can't have gas, yeah. I'm not going to stop doing my hobby because I really enjoy doing my podcast. So I had to think of a creative different way. Like you said earlier, you got to think of something different to kind of, you know, get creative a little bit. Like what if, what if the podcast was my job? Yeah, exactly. You well, know? Yeah. So, and, um, and it's, it, it, it's terrible that you can't, sit face to face with somebody, but something like this right here, you know, it's nice to be able to make a phone call and then, uh, you know, just kind of talk things out. Cause I mean, obviously there's a lot going on right now and, yeah. um, everybody's experiencing it. You know, it's it definitely, um, you know, there's nobody immune, you know, no pun intended, but there's nobody immune to this whole situation right now and yeah. it's affecting everybody and i think doing something like this is just it's it's good to, to just talk about it you know talk about that not necessarily it doesn't even have to be about the virus but um, i think yeah. it's fitting with what's going on right now and you know how sure. it affects everybody pretty much the same um i know it does us yeah. because we like i said before we were employed by the same uh same company so um and we're lucky uh i think um yeah. in that facet so but um yeah, so I mean that's cool. I mean if y'all can, you know, if y'all can make that work, where you know you're upstairs, she's downstairs, and yeah, I've seen the place. So there's not a lot that's between you, you two, except maybe about twenty feet, you know, down. Um, so it, it would be kind of tough. I mean, I, I'm in a, I'm in an office, um, you know, I'm kind of blocked off from everybody. But uh, and my my son is, um, um, my youngest son is is homeschooling right now, so he's on that Zoom. And, you know, sure. he's, he's with his class, he sees everybody, but, uh, you know, he, he still, you know, he comes down here, he wants to see me in the office, he wants to hang out, you know, and I'm trying to work, I'm trying to do conference calls and stuff like that. And, you know, mm -hmm. it gets kind of tough, but, you know, then that's kind of, we do the kind of the same thing you guys are doing. Um, yeah. We try to break it up well, every now and then. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's important too, because we understand that, you know, it's going to be at least a month. Yeah at least. So my attitude is like, I mean, I love my wife, but to go 24 hours straight. Remember, she's going to be listening to this. Uh, that's why I'm trying to talk white. 
Well, she'll, be, she'll probably listen to the podcast, hopefully. So we'll see. So yeah, yeah. I'll make sure. I'll make sure she does. Yeah. But you know, to to kind of keep it twenty four hours straight of doing the same thing every single day, talking to her every single day, that that's gonna get that's gonna get very boring, and it's gonna get very annoying. And you know, I don't care as much as you love somebody. There's a certain point of what you can take of some people. So we're kind of purposely doing this, you know, and when we go for walks, we don't, you know, we don't take the same route every day. It's always different every day. Like we don't want to get on the same routine because I feel like if you get stuck on the same routine, you're going to fucking drive yourself crazy yeah. and your spouse is going to drive themselves crazy. So, um, we're trying anyway. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, so yeah, you I don't know. We only have at least, you know, four more weeks at least. Right. At least. Yeah. Halfway, I'm I'm expecting somewhere, you know, halfway between now and in the middle of the month, probably, um, you know, I would think by the second or third week, they're going to figure out if they're going to have to push this thing back or not. So hopefully not. Yeah, Uh, hopefully not. But I think you're right. I think July, I mean, after July 4th, you know, that, uh, that makes sense. Man, could you imagine having to sit at home till July 4th and not do anything? That's a long time. I don't even know how. Yeah, I don't even know how that's gonna. I don't even know how that's gonna look like. We'll have to walk out because me, you know, we don't have a a driveway. I'm in a condo, so yeah. like we'll have to go outside and hopefully people shoot off fireworks. Because if not, we won't be able to light them ourselves. So yeah, we don't really have a, a spot to do it. Like, no. I mean, I don't know. I keep thinking about the businesses, the small businesses and stuff like that. I mean, they just are not going to recoup from this. Yeah. There's just no way. No, they're if they keep pushing gone. it, you know, back further and further and further and uh yeah but you know also also i mean i gotta tell you man like if if i mean the small businesses are gonna hurt for sure but haven't they got gotten enough warning like in terms of not the virus but like i have a bunch of buddies that own bars in orlando um three buddies own four bars and they've been doing takeout delivery and they got their own app. Like they're, they've been doing this stuff when they, since the day they opened, which was about five years ago. So just that as an example, they're not going to hurt because people are still going to order food and they're going to deliver it. There's takeout. So that's one positive that they'll be okay. Yeah. Their sales are going to get hurt. Sure. But you're also going to be paying less employees, right? Cause they're not going to be open. You're just having a couple employees instead of like 15 employees working. You're only going to have one or two working to do takeout. So they're kind of been preparing for this. But if you're a small business and you're not doing something online or you're not doing, you don't have any type of income. I don't know, man. Like, again, what if you're a real estate broker and the real estate market goes to shit? Like, forget the virus. But, you know, what's your plan? Do you not have a backup plan? Do you think that everything's going to go smooth all the time? Like, it's just kind of one of those things where it's, it's so shitty. But at the same time, like, again, I think this is a good wake-up call where we need to get kicked in the nuts. Yeah, get prepared. You know? I mean, I, I, do, know, I yeah. do know quite a few real estate agents, but I, do, I, I have a friend of mine that he actually, he has his own company. He's a broker. And I spoke with him the other day, and I, he said, I'm, I'm hoping to have him on here um, sometime soon, but, and, and maybe to talk that over, but he said it's surprisingly busy right now. Um, he is, yeah. yeah, he said he is staying busy. Now, I don't know if it's, um, just him, but 
I was not yeah. expecting him to say that. I, I figured he would say it's really slow just because people don't want to, you know, be around other people right now. But um, I mean, I, I can tell you in particular, Neil, because, you know, we're in the process of, we've been in the process, I think I told you this, of buying our third home. And we've been looking for months. But we've been looking now more than ever because we have nothing else to do. Yeah. You well, know, so. and, and there are, there are places that are empty. So, the, you know, sure. if you have to meet a real estate agent, um, there's ways to do it. You, know, you could go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could, you know, they could unlock it. You go in, you check it out. You could also take yeah. virtual tours. A lot of people are doing, they've been doing this for a Which long time. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, you can, it's not like being there, but at least you could get a, if you have your eyes on a, on a house and you want to check it out, you know, you can't get there for a week. At least you can look at the, you know, the virtual tour, see what it exactly. looks like inside, make a decision if you even want to go by and see it. But at least, you know, at least you can go that route. But um, no there are ways yeah. to, to stay in real estate and, and have it, you know, have it succeed. I mean, yeah, um, but I, I, I think that'd be a cool, too. yeah, that'd be a cool podcast to listen to for sure. But yeah, yeah I think um, I got to reach out to him and see if, uh, if he'd be willing to, um, yeah. to come on and talk a little bit. I think it's, I think it's an interesting thing because people are still, you know, people are selling homes. A house right across from me right now is for sale. And it's been sitting there for a yeah. while, but I haven't seen anybody yeah. come by here in like the last, oh, yeah. you know, few weeks. So, I mean, what what this what this lockdown is going to teach us all is we're going to have to work. Yeah. You know, if you, if you're a small mom and pop spot and you're hurt right now, like I'm thinking, like mom and pops, like automotive companies, yeah. you know, like uh, repair companies, you know, like the old TV repair companies, like. But I'm. I also. I don't. It's not that I don't feel bad because I do feel bad, but also if you owned, like I saw one the other day that shut down six months ago. That's up the street from me. Where it's an old old TV repair spot. So it's like a store, a location where they repair TVs. Okay. Dude, there's geek squad. Now right. people are buying TVs at Best Buy and then they always want the newest thing. It's been like this for 10 years. So five years ago, you should look at your business and said, I need to innovate. You know, it's, there's a reason why blockbuster went out of business it's because the CEOs didn't want to innovate. So it's like now's the time that people need to fucking really think about their business and innovate and get creative and, you know, learn stuff online. Like there's, there's so many companies that are doing like these using zoom meetings and Skype and doing conference calls and making multi-million dollar deals from the internet. Just, you know, going back and forth talking that you could still have meetings. You could still, you just have to work a little bit harder. That's yeah, all. People are definitely, I mean, that's just the everyday norm now. And you give it, another, yeah. you give it another month Oof. of people doing um, the Zoom meetings or however they're doing it online. But right. you give them another month to figure this thing out. I mean, <clears throat> think of the companies that could change their overhead. You know, Take I want to say this secretively, but I mean, think about it. How much overhead they could save. I mean, now I'm not talking about big corporations. I'm talking about smaller smaller businesses right. that have gone out and they've bought or not bought, but um, they're renting office space somewhere and they're mm-hmm. there and they have like, I don't know, just five, 10, 15, 20 people, right. Yep. In an office, even a hundred, whatever. But now they're forced to do these meetings. Could be, could be IT company, could be a company, could be a production company, could be anything like that where they're doing meetings now on zoom and stuff like that. 
and you give it another month and they're having to pay rent on that office. Yeah. And they now they go, you know what? Maybe I don't need that office. Maybe I just had it just to have it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And now they go, I can say, you know, I can save thousands of dollars every month. Dude, and I even think we're going to see like big companies like, you know, Target to the world, the Walmart, like big companies where they knew Amazon was a threat. But now more than ever, I think this is also going to send a wake up call to those companies and say, we should have shut down thousands of locations six months ago. Because now they're starting to realize they're probably, their online sales like Target, Walmart, like their online sales and pickup and all that stuff is higher now than ever. Like Publix is having record numbers right now. Publix is because of all the takeout and the curbside pickup that they're doing. So they're going to start realizing, why don't we just have that? Why don't we just have online? And why don't we ship everything to the store or ship it to your house or do delivery like Amazon, but with food? Like people are, company, big companies are going to change. I think we're going to see, which is really exciting to me because I'm thinking like long-term in 50 years, all these big buildings and, you know, these big plazas, I think those are going to be shut down and we'll be able to do more agriculture. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to get back down more, you know, maybe doing local farming, getting away from factory farming because we'll have more land now because there'll be less buildings. And we're starting to realize that we don't need all this shit. Like we don't need all these big crazy plazas. We don't need massage envy. You know, we don't need, like, we don't need all this shit. Right. You know, and I think we're going to, we're going to start to realize that after a couple months of being in quarantine where the little things that are important, you know, and, and anything that we do need could easily get delivered to our house. Yeah. <laughs> we want to go out, but we don't really need to go out. So at what cost us going out means us driving vehicles that are polluting the earth, us going to these stores that minimum wage employees are getting paid bullshit when they can go work at Amazon and make 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we need this stuff? So I think we're going to start rethinking a lot of stuff. I think in 50 years, our kids' kids are going to be, you know, looking back saying, hey, remember that whole pandemic thing? Well, it worked out well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I'm looking at this thing. It says, what are, the, what are they buying? COVID-19 online shopping trends. Um, and it says uh, top five main categories, grocery and gourmet food, 26%. Appliances, 14%. It just keeps going down from there. And the bottom is patio, uh, lawn and garden, 9%, which to be honest with you. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's U.S. That's U.S. Now, wow. here's Germany. Get this. So Germany, their top five, toys and games, 36%. Sports and outdoors, 35%. Patio, lawn and garden, that for us was 9%, 35%. Wow. Grocery and gourmet food, which is fourth on the list at 34%. And video games, 31%. So that tells me, obviously, a lot of people are spending time outside, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, obviously, you're with family, you're hanging out, you're going, you're doing stuff outdoors, but it's like maybe on your property, you know, hunting, you know, fishing, whatever. And then, of course, video games, so that makes total sense. But that's... uh those are staggering numbers. It's really interesting though. Yeah. That's kind of and that's all online. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all online. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um, like, you know, if you look at a store, like you take a target, for example, and I keep using that just because I love target, but you keep using that. You can literally gut out everything, make it a big ass Amazon looking warehouse, 
and you can just ship. You can do that to every single one of your stores. And yeah, those Target employees are going to lose their job, sure, but guess what? They didn't always work at Target. They can easily find another job. Or better yet, they can still work at Target, but they work in the warehouse. Instead of like stocking shelves and stuff, you know, now they're fulfilling orders. So, but Target doesn't want to innovate because it's going to cost a lot of money and they don't probably want to do it just like Blockbuster didn't want to do it. (laughs) So, I mean, but, you know, what do they do with like Amazon? What do they do with these warehouses where they have, um, you know, hundreds of people working at these warehouses? I mean, are you able to keep, I mean, if it continues like it is right now, are you able to, you know, keep people six feet from one another as they're getting stuff? I know some of it's, I know some of it's like, you know, it's done, you know, um, you know, people don't put hands on certain things, but there's are, there are places where people actually put their hands on the product to ship it. Yeah. You know, I mean, think That's about your that. Question. I mean, That's I, a really good point. I don't know. I don't know all the, they come out with all these things, but it can live on this for this long. It can live on your bottom of your shoe for this long, metal, plastic, all this stuff. I don't, I don't know the stats, but right. you know, so what if what if that box you order from Amazon and God forbid you order or order something for Amazon you got Prime now because you won't see it for a month you should know that right now. Um, right. But um, <laughs> but what about that product that you say you order that product you you did what a week ago two weeks ago something like a week and a half ago yeah something like that. Yeah. So how many hands has touched that box before it gets a to lot. You? Good point. A lot. Yeah. You know, and if it can live whatever the stat is that it can live on a on plastic because you got plastic you got cardboard you got you know the tape you got everything that they've touched and everything they've touched before that to get to that now i don't know they could be wearing gloves for all i know yeah i'm just assuming assuming that it's you know if it's like normal where you go and you pick a box up you go pick a bag up from the grocery store bag of potato chips somebody put Mm -hmm. that bag there Right, somebody could, have picked, somebody could have picked it up and said, "You know what? I don't want this. I'm gonna put this back." Yep. Oh yeah. I did it the other day at the grocery store. That's why I think about it. I mean, I couldn't help it. I was just like, "I don't need this. I'll put it back." And yeah. then I, and then I looked at my son that was with me. And I was like, "And you? Yeah, you could have been affected easily, right?" Yeah, I was like, "How many people have done this?" You know. So yeah, and I think I think we're gonna we're gonna start really getting to a point where we're gonna rely less and less on human interaction and. You know, that's probably a bad thing, but, you know, I think for stuff like this, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good thing. You know, maybe we, I don't know, maybe we uh, we only interact at, you know, bars and restaurants and maybe our things that we ingest, like our food and farming and all that stuff. Maybe that's all done, you know, mechanically or, you know, in a tube, in a science tube. You know, I think that's, that's going to be the future, man, is less human interaction, I think. Well, you know, people are complaining that you spend too much time on on phones and computers and stuff like that now. So, yeah, something like this. It's definitely going to make you – everybody, once this this settles down and people start to ease back into humanity where it's like you can go out and and actually see somebody and not have to worry about it, people are still going to worry about it. It's still going to be on the back of of people's minds, regardless of how Mm – how much you want to forget about it. Every time you shake somebody's hands and the days of shaking hands could be over with. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. You know, that's such a good point. Yeah. When's the last time you've shaked, uh, you shook somebody's hands or give them a high five. Shit. Right before this, a week before this. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
And before this happened, how many times would you high five or shake somebody's hand? All the time. In a day, you know? So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's small things that are going to change. Um, there's no way, there's yeah. no way around it. This has definitely left a mark on the planet, not just the United States, but everybody. I mean, my wife is from Honduras and you know, it's, you, you, you really only think about where you're at basically. Yeah. You see something on the news, you hear somebody talk about it, but having, yeah, and you realize how much it's impacting everybody. Yeah. But having a wife that's from another country and her yeah. family is part of her family's over there. And you hear about how much it's affecting them too, you know, and it's affecting a lot of them pretty bad. So just like it is here, it's no different. Um, a little worse in some places, but, um, it's affecting the planet. That's what's crazy, you know? So, yeah. um, it's going to be on everybody's mind. I don't think it's going to, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to let up anytime soon, but when, it, even if it does, like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be something to think about for a while. Um, yeah. and I hope everybody recovers from it. Um, and I know that we, uh, I know we got a lot to recover from. So just working in our yeah. company, but, um, other than that, man, it's, uh, you could talk about this for hours and yeah. probably not come up with any solutions, but um, it was a good talk for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's good to have these conversations too. I think it's, you know, so I, I appreciate having me on. And it's, um, you know, again, you can definitely have more conversations about it. And I think, I think we should, I think, you know, as people learn new information, it's platforms like podcasts and things like that, that people, you know, hopefully trust a little bit more than just headline reading or it's, long-term conversations thinking about ideas because I don't the scientists don't even know everything you know if the scientists knew everything there would be a cure for it right so it's it's always evolving things are always learning so the fact that someone would say in a headline that this is definitive that's just kind of ignorant so I think it's important to constantly have conversations about it and um not just this topic but just you know all topics so I appreciate you having me on and this was uh this was an honor so, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good talk, and, you know, obviously there's other things that, you know, somewhere down the road we'll talk about. There's, we got a lot of stuff going on, so, um, you know, yeah. a lot of things to talk about. Well, now about. we have the time to, right? Uh, we got a lot of time, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about some stuff again, and, again, you know, I appreciate you coming on, and, and you guys take care down there and be safe, and and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get together sometime soon. Thank you, my brother. You as well, man. All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye, right, buddy. All right, bye. All right. Well, that was Tony Berardo. And just in case um, you want to listen to a interesting podcast, you can um, you can uh, go to Tony Berardo's uh, either his Instagram page um, or you can listen to his uh, podcast, which is uh, the Berardo podcast. And I'm going to double check to make sure that that is. That's correct. I'm almost positive that's what it is, but I don't want to tell you wrong. Um, but you can go check his stuff out. He talks about a lot of lot of interesting things. Um, I've been on his podcast, and uh, he's um, he's got some good stuff to listen to. I think you'll enjoy it. So my suggestion would be to check that out and uh, pass it on to um, you know anybody that. Uh, that, I'm, that you know that listens to podcasts, uh, riding down the road, not too much riding down the road now, but um, even if you're sitting at home being bored, um, you know, you can um, you check them out. 
or any other podcast for that matter. But uh, I hope uh, everybody stays safe out there. Do your thing, man, because if you um, you stay at home and do what you're supposed to do, you know, we can we can flatten this curve, which is what it's all about, so that we could um, get back to, to living normal again and get out and interacting with people, which is important. So stay safe. Keep your family safe, um, kids, wives, uh your grandmother, grandfather, your parents, especially the elderly, anybody with underlying conditions, just, you know, check on them from time to time. Drop a phone call to them, a text real quick. You know, just check on everybody, friends. Um, this is kind of the time to do it. So, um, again, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys tune in for uh, future podcasts. And uh, you guys have a good one, and be safe. <laughs>